Hi, this is Mary Ortiz. You're listening to the Kansas City Social Hour. It's the Kansas City Social Hour. Well, get on with it, motherfucker. And we are live. That's live for us, anyways. Live for me, your humble host, Ruben Ortiz. You're locked in, player. That's right. Another episode of the Kansas City Social Hour. We're about to do this. Today's special guest, Ashley Kroll from Founders Brewing. Make you look like a fool. Welcome, welcome everyone. It's another awesome evening here in Kansas City. They say the hail is about to drop some bombs on us and some big rains are coming. This is April 26, 2016. The podcast you're about to listen to was recorded at least a week ago with Ashley Kroll of Founders Brewing Company. And she's awesome. She kicks ass. I think you guys are going to really enjoy the segment with her. We sat down live right there at Barley's Brew House on 119th. We had an awesome conversation with her. Got into it a little bit, discussing women in brewing, women in the brewing industry, this male-dominated industry that we have. But a welcome addition is cool women like her. And Ashley's just doing a tremendous job. And I hope you enjoy the segment. Holla at your boys. Let us know what your thoughts are. I started off the segment with glory days because I've been reflecting a lot on my past and things that have happened and I'm going to be sharing more stories, well, odd thing, crazy thing, sad thing that happened is my old town, my old hometown of Silver City, New Mexico. Silver City is a strange little town. It's a mining town. I was born, obviously, Silver City. I was born in Silver City. I spent... The majority of my childhood on Gold Street and the neighboring town was Cobre, Cobre, which means Copper City. So Copper City, Silver City on a street of gold. You talk about a mining industry. It sits in a valley and uh, they had to build a 50-foot ditch very near to where our yard was to deal with the flooding that would take place in the valley and flooded, infamously flooded Main Street. It's the home of Billy the Kid, the home of Geronimo, you know, to name a few. So this little odd, hard, scrappy mining town that I'm from. And growing up there, I had a cousin, and I'll just, his name was, we'll call him Marky. That's what we called him when he was a kid, was Marky. Grew up to be a police captain there in Silver City. And recently... Uh, c- committed a murder, killed his estranged girlfriend, and then ultimately himself. And the reason why I bring that up, you know, that just recently happened, and I'm not going to go into the details. I don't know any of the details. I do know that. He killed her and then killed himself. And oddly enough, when I was a kid, I used to spend quite a bit of time over at my cousin Marky's house along with the rest of his family. 
And I tell you what, I was, we were such a poor family that, and, and looking back, they, they appeared to me to be so affluent in where they lived and how they lived. And he just had all the best toys and they had all the best stuff. And I just liked going over there. And his mother was really tremendous to me and to godmother to my sister and, you know, enjoyed spending time there because they just had such cool stuff. They had a cool yard. They had a lot of cool stuff going on and just liked being there. As we got older... Your boy was a mess. I'm talking about myself. I, around the time of 14, 15 years old, I didn't have shit, obviously. I didn't have shit when I was a kid. I had even less when you become a teenager in the eyes of whatever. My cousin at the time, Mark, Marky had what I essentially saw as everything. He had a 5.0 Mustang ragtop at the time, which now looking back, it's just a hideous vehicle. But at the time you were like Don Johnson or something. If you had this car, especially at 16 years old, if he was 14, if I was 14, he was about 16 and he had this, the ultimate car rims, ragtop 5.0 Mustang is the shit. And not only that had a Toyota mini truck with, tractor wheels on it stereo system and the back had been modified the tailgate to where it said tonka imprinted into the metal stamped into the metal versus the traditional toyota so he's the shit and uh i was not you know i thought oh cool you know my cousin's doing pretty damn good you know i'm gonna hang around with those guys but it wasn't like it was when we were kids and i quickly realized that you know, I wasn't cool enough or, you know, I just, I wasn't cool enough to hang around at that time. You know, I was probably cramping their style a little bit. And I say all of this just to say that, you know, you fast forward all these years later and I have this incredible life. I, I'm very happy. I'm very blessed. And these things that looked so huge to me as a child, you just wouldn't switch places with someone for all the money in the world. And I'm not saying this to put down my cousin Mark. And I don't know the details of everything that happened. I just, it puts things in perspective that how we're all, we're all in this race of life. And at different points in that race, some people might look ahead and you can't get discouraged. Or, and I wasn't angry at him. I understood. I understood at the time that, you know, and when you're a teenager, hey, maybe now we would have been friends. I don't know. He became a police captain. But now, you know, looking at the things he's, it appears is, you know, that was a sad, you know, a person who's capable of that had some things broken there, you know, and I don't, like I said, I don't know the details, but I wouldn't trade places with that for a million years. And I was surprised to hear all that. And I just reflect back, you know, at a time, you know, and that's what the Glory Day songs about a little bit, you know, people that may have, and I'm not saying this about Mark, but. You know, those people in our lives that were just looked so ahead that kind of peaked at high school or different points in our lives that we just thought were the shit. And as time revealed, you know, things weren't like that. You know, it was a race and some people started off at different points in line. That's why I often dispute the narrative of pull yourself up by your bootstraps. 
I'm really careful when I'm speaking to kids and I've had the opportunity to speak at high schools because of my background and things and trying to motivate kids to do better and kids particularly in minority neighborhoods and things like that. But I'm very careful to tell them that even if they do everything right, they may not necessarily get the results. And that's the problem with saying, pull yourself up by your bootstraps because there's not a one size fits all for this shit. And I've been very lucky and I acknowledge my luck. I literally dodged bullets to be in the position that I am. And one of those bullets could have caught me. And I'm struck by one time when I was speaking to this group of kids, I was talking and afterwards one of the kids came up uh, to the guy who was hosting me there and said that he was very inspired by my story and also wanted to you know, pursue some things in a similar field. And ultimately he tried to go to college and on his way to the library, he was shot down with his college admissions application in his backpack. Now there's nothing that that kid could have done differently to avoid that situation. From what I understand, it was totally random act of violence being in the position that he was in, in the neighborhood that he was in. And so I am always telling the kids, you can do everything right and you still may fail, but at least in that you can find the victory of trying. And you know, and that would work for me to say, at least you go out swinging. And that's always been my philosophy and I get inspired off adversity. If somebody tries to hold me back for whatever reason, get motivated by it and so hopefully I reach a kid who's similar in a similar state that gets motivated by the fact that go out swinging just don't go out you know you you want to just lose you're just going to lie down is that what you're going to do you're going to lie down and so that would be inspiring to me and it's not a one size fits all scenario or some people that's not motivating and I understand that but if I could you know to steal an old cliche reach one kid and it was worth it to me. And I almost reached that kid. But there was nothing he could do to avoid that. And that's why sometimes I get upset when I hear people saying, well, you know, these people were put in that position. They, they deserve to be in that position through their own fault. And that may be the case. But it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. It's not the case for everyone. And so I'm very careful to say, you know, yeah, I have worked hard to get where I am, get, you know, these this master's degree, this degree in come out of the hood and come out of some of the situations I'm in. But I was also blessed with a lot of gifts and also blessed with the gift to get inspired off adversity and literally could have died. Would have been the it. So one of the things that happened when I did get shot is I looked out the window and I just saw the world keep going and it would have kept going. And there was nothing I could have done to change that. So at that time, at 19 years old, when I got shot, if I would have died, that would have been it. And so... Yeah, a lot of that I brought on myself. Again, it was, a, for the most part, a random act of violence. But we're all, you know, I, I like to attribute it to a race. We're all in a race. And some people get pole position and some people get last. And sometimes the person in last can become the first. But it's a difficult journey and one that the pole position guy may not understand, if, especially if he's a speed demon, especially if he takes that pole position and capitalize on it, which I hate knowing for doing. I hate no one for doing that. So I don't want to be clear. I'm not advocating, you know, this. But be be careful when you try to do a broad brush stroke, stroke over everyone, one size fits all 
pull yourself up by your damn bootstraps, pull yourself up by your pants. Anyways, uh, God bless that family and, you know, and, and, and God bless my cousin for whatever it was that he was going through and maybe he found peace. I like to share that stuff with you guys because it's just a way of me expressing myself and feeling better and mulling over and making sense of this chaotic thing that we call life. And uh, with that, I also include the fun moments, like that fun moment that we had at 119th Street in Barley's Brew House. And we chop shop with Ashley Kroll. This is the Kansas City Social Hour. Holla at your boy. But before I get into that, I just wanted to say real briefly, thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for sharing this with friends, family, whoever. And I appreciate you guys tremendously. We've been having a lot of success here lately, and we're just going to keep it moving. So I just want to thank you guys because you guys are the ones that make it possible. Let's get into this podcast. Uh, thank you for that. But I don't want to say, obviously, when it's coming out because we have no idea. But never say never. We, uh, we're hoping for it just as much as everybody else. And, yeah. Yeah, that's a, a super awesome beer. Again. It's amazing. We're here with Ashley Kroll. She's the rep for um, for Founders Brewing. We're here at the Tap Takeover, 119th Barley's Brew House. And um, so, which of, of the beers is your favorite that you have uh, out of this particular flight? Ooh, um, you know, I feel bad not saying KBS, but I have a very special relationship with one of these beers, Dark Penance, the Imperial Black IPA. I was a hophead for probably like three years when I began my beer journey, and I had Dark Penance for the first time a few years ago, and it took me from just wanting as many hops as possible, which it's 100 IBUs, so it's understandably so I would go to that beer, but it has some amazing malt components in it that are very similar to some porters and stouts. Um, so I tried this beer for the first time. I love the hop component, especially the Chinook that's in it because there's a crap ton, uh, and then... Yeah, after that, I went directly to Porters and Stouts. So it changed my path completely. Yeah. And I appreciate it so much for that. So how long have you uh, been in the beer industry? And is, as far as jobs go, how does this one rank for you? Yeah, so this is technically my third in the beer industry, my first on the supplier side. Uh, I've been at this for a little over a year now. just celebrated my year anniversary a few weeks ago. Right on. Celebrated it with moving to Kansas City, actually. Uh, prior, I was in St. Louis. But before that, I was working Good. at... <laughs> I know. I was better, expecting right? it. Yeah. I, I'm not even from here, and, and I hate St. Louis, so... Oh, I even, don't even hate it. Even before I moved to Kansas City, I hated St. Are you from St. Louis originally? I am from oh, St. Louis. Born and raised. Born and raised. Where'd you go to high school? Oh, goodness. Herculaneum, down south. Okay. So, about an hour south. In Girl, city so you... proper for eight years, though. Okay. Hmm. Ah, <laughs> wants, I guess I should stop talking. His now. face is very sour right now. <laughs> so I guess a uh, uh, better question would be then: So how has the transition for you from St. Louis to Kansas City been? Uh, it's it's KBS month to uh, other people. It's known as April. <laughs> so um, this is actually my first full week in this town, sleeping in my own bed. So really, yeah. so it's that recent that you've came. It is, oh, yeah. Man. So it's it's going to be a new experience. I'm so excited for it. Casey folks are out of this world. I mean, you guys hear it all the time, but it's true. There's no other place that has made me feel this welcomed. Except for me, that 
that yeah. that was a jerk. <laughs> I know. I'm not. I feel bad now. I think I'm gonna go home. Bro. You should. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> how about how about? Well, here I'll make you feel infinitely better. All of a sudden, uh, I didn't have the record button on for the first part of the. the yeah, that's why I re-tagged it. <laughs> so there you go. Now you can feel better about oh, yourself. Oh, it's fine. I'm sorry, Ashley. I'm sorry. It's fine. So you, we had Ashley here. She answered all these questions. And now, do you even know? So It started when I did the intro that we're here at Barney's. I was with Ashley. I'm like, why is he saying who she is again? This isn't the radio where people, <laughs> where people are picking it up. So we know how many KBS have been sat at this table, right? <laughs> Not enough. And where they have it gone. Be, it shouldn't be that way. <laughs> Come on. It's only it's only 12.4% this year, guys. Come on. We'll be fine. And breakfast is about 9? 8.3. So okay. it's almost there. But everything else is a heck of a lot higher. <laughs> and by the way, I was hilarious that part. Yeah, he you was know, so So now that it's funny. gone, I could say, you know, it was this amazing thing. It's out in the ether. It's, <laughs> it's out in the universe, man. It'll never come back. I'm sorry. But it was awesome. <laughs> so um, one of my favorite founders, well, I have, like, two founders at uh, Rubeus and, and Mango Magnifico. Oh, thank you so much. Are those, is those aren't, like, I feel like they did, did they have Mango Magnifico last year also, or did it, like? Correct. Okay, so. 2013, uh, about mid-year, late summer, August area is when we released that for the first time. Uh, another one that got an amazing following and decided to re-release it. It's, so. I, I was in um, I was in Austin, and they happened to have it at, on tap, and I loved it. And then when it was released, I was able to get a couple of bottles, and it was fantastic. Out so of this I, world. Oh, yeah. re- really good mango flavor and just a solid, solid beer. And, Thank you so much. Andrew, Rubeus, you just can't you can't say enough about yeah. Rubeus. Did you try the nitro version of Rubeus? No. It's, it's on tap here. It's uh it's a little bit limited right now. Okay. Um, we're getting ready to release it a little bit more consistently. Um, but the nitro version is out of this world. Oh gosh, it's so Looks good. Looks like I'm gonna have to order another beer. Darn. And Rubeus is cool <laughs> you can mix it with a lot a lot of people do it is uh, mix it with different stouts and stuff. I know we did that. We even did a little video where we mixed Rubeus with uh, 72. Imperial 72 nice. is uh, okay. chocolate milk stout. Damn, chocolate milk mm-hmm. stout. And so, yeah, I we did a little video of that. three-quarter porter. So three halves of the porter that we have, which is amazing, topped with the nitro yes. Rubeus. It's so oh, yeah, good. there you go. We can do it here, yeah. We got Porter <laughs> right and Rubeus on. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have you order that for me because I'm going to mess up the order yeah. if I try it. So. <laughs> you should. I know. I'm, I'm not, I am. I'm not even. <laughs> this isn't even for the recording. I'm I'm serious. I don't I don't play when it comes awesome. to beer. Oh, we're putting it in cans, too, coming in a couple of weeks. Wow. <laughs> so you're going to can, like, Rubeus three-quarter porter? No, just the Rubeus. Just Rubeus. Yeah, yeah, I know, because I, I see, uh, I follow founders on Facebook, so yeah, I see the guy that you. has the, the, the Rubeus. Ruby cube. The, yeah, yeah, exactly, the Ruby Cube, so. Yeah, that's so, coming. I'm, I'm, I know I'm a fan. I'm a fanboy for all shit that I like. <laughs> I, I know. I, when Rubeus, I remember last year, Rubeus... Almost any place I went that had it, I felt obligated to buy it. And my wife likes it, so it's just it's, it's just perfect. a super beer, and yep. and it's good for like Ruben said, mixing with a with like a nice chocolatey stout. It's nice, isn't it? Amazing how many people you can turn on to beer because of that beer. Yes. You yeah, know, that's true too. Yeah, 
It is. Every festival I bring it to, and it's the same concept. So many people come back, and they're like, this is my favorite beer of the entire fest. And I'm not usually a beer drinker, but they tried Rubeus first, and they felt frisky enough to go and try all these other beers, and they came back. Awesome, it's a man. great it's a great story all around. So um, we've been noticing more and more uh, women in beer and the festival at first it seemed even in the last couple of years it was more limited attendance wise and stuff and now we see more girls uh, women getting into beer yeah do you have uh, a perspective on that or or what do you how do you feel about women in the industry or anything related to to that in particular yeah I think I think anyone in the industry rocks you know whether it be male or female. We've seen a little bit more of an upkeep in the female in the industry, and I don't know if there's anything directly doing to relate to it, but, you know, we're hitting the century to where whenever we started drinking, we were introduced to craft beer. And being from St. Louis, beer has been in my veins since, you know, prior to, <laughs> wink, wink, being 21, Um but we were fortunate enough to have all these great local breweries to where when yeah, we turned 21, awesome yeah, when we turned 21, we were drinking beer, um, you know, before going to the, the party clubs of being 21. So I think it really depends on the area that you grow up in, boys and girls alike. Um, but yeah, it's really cool to see all these women coming out and being brewers and, you know, even sales rep or just being consumers, everybody. So, um, do... Is it easier, like, uh, for you to um, do, do women at different festivals mm-hmm. gravitate to you a little bit more easier because you can uh, relate to them a little more on that level, or is it just basically the same all all across? Because there is a lot yeah. of dudes. There's still just a ton of dudes Very in, much in so. the industry. It's a male dominated industry mm-hmm. for the most part, and like I think it's cool that we're starting to see more women in it. So I was just wondering if you know at festivals it's easier to relate. You know, when they see someone, you know, of the same gender, or does it not even matter? I don't know. Yeah, I'd say that's that's a, a good observation. They they relate a little bit more to women, I feel. Or, um, you know, I see especially at like samplings where they're like, "Just give me the beer that you like," and you know, I don't I don't take that role. I usually I say, "Well, what do you drink?" Whether it be wine, whether it be vodka, rum, whatever it may be, we can directly correlate these flavors with all of the samplings that we have. Um, and so I, I turn a lot of girls on to beer that have never drank beer before. And I think it's because they, they just trust us, you know? So, like, just in a general question, like, for wine drinkers, what's, mm-hmm. what's the beer that you say, okay, you like wine, here you go? Um, I ask what kind of wine usually. If it's a, if it's a sweet white, then I usually turn them on to Rubeus because it has a lot of the similar qualities. Um, but there is a couple of studies out there for a deep red, um, mm-hmm. especially one that's a little bit, you know, higher in tannins. Um, you're going to respect the same tannins as if you would in a really bitter IPI. And so it really depends on the taste buds. I ask them usually if they drink coffee. Okay. If they drink coffee, I know that the bitterness, the to be able to recognize the bitterness is on the tongue already, so I usually turn them on to something like that too. Yeah, nice. Yeah, you make such a good point. Like, so I think uh, a lot of people would, some folks would automatically assume, well, oh, well, you know, uh, women will like these lighter beers, but we all know that yep. we've seen, you know, like you like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the the roasted IPA and uh, mm-hmm. KBS and Founders Breakfast Out. So definitely, you know, everybody's palate is different. I think. 
you know, you're spot on when you ask them the question of like, you know, what certain flavors. I even like that you said, you know, asking them whether they like coffee or not. You know, if a person doesn't like coffee, they're not going to, you know, gravitate towards Founders Breakfast Out or something exactly. like that. So, yeah, that's a great point. You can't judge a, a book by its cover. And I, by no means that I, uh, when I talked about girls gravitate, it, I just think, you know, it trying to solve easier. that riddle yeah. in my head as far as like, why don't, uh, we see more women at brew festivals. You know, why don't we see more women in the industry in particular? Because, you know, in a party setting or, or a celebratory setting, which what beer is, you know, women are drinking beer for sure. Yeah. But we just don't see it as much in the crowd. And we're starting to see it now more and more often. So, yeah, that's why I just wanted your perspective. I really yeah. like your answer no, as far I as like flavor it. versus trying to match mm-hmm. a book to the cover. And I think we'll get there one day, to be honest. I, you know, I think that. It started off male-dominated, and, you know, everything kind of slowly but surely creeps its way in. I, I appreciate women's palates immensely, especially when I'm at samplings or beer festivals, because they're always down to, you know, they want to be able to appreciate beer, so they're up for anything, as and well a, as men. And a lot of times it's more, it's, it's a more refined, they, it's a more exacting palate, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of times men just, you know, you want to drink beer because... You know, you've been drinking beer since you're 14, and yeah. you're just kind of going along. So, um, question about founders and yeah. cans. I noticed that they're doing more and more cans, like all-day IPAs in can. Um, the scotch, your scotch, the Dirty Bastard. Dirty Bastard, Dirty yeah. Bastards in cans, and now Rubeus in cans. We have Centennial IPA in cans Centennial as well. Centennial also. Mm-hmm. So, is are they... Are they? Do you think they'll eventually go all cans, or what is the? What is it that they're trying to? That's okay. If you get in a call. Don't worry. Sorry. It's a, don't no. Up. Don't apologize. <laughs> no, because no. you didn't record. So I. All these <laughs> we problems didn't catch are the ru- first phone call. Exactly. We missed <laughs> the first one, and now we got it. So, what is founders like view on cans? Is is it something that they're more lending towards? Wait, wait. She's gonna order for me. Ashley's going to order for me. Can we, I don't know what to ask for. Can we get two of three quarters of the porter topped with the nitro rubeus? Yeah. Thank you so very much. There we go. Woo-hoo. You see? <laughs> she, she, does, she thinks I'm faking this excitement. Will you tell her I don't that? Know. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but no, back, back to that. We, uh, we totally see the trend. You know, obviously. And 15 packs, just, they hit it out of the ballpark with it. The price is just outrageously awesome for a craft can. Yeah. Um, and we've seen a lot of success for it, or from it, rather. Um, and so that kind of decided our next fact of bringing Centennial. Um, we didn't come out until the Dirty Dozen until last November. Mm-hmm. And then now we're seeing the Ruby Cube. And so we're starting to follow the trend with the popularities of the brand specifically. Um, and, yeah, it's doing great. I don't see us stopping. But, you know, it's one of those things where, again, you never say never. So, I don't and know. We're just excited to ride this train. It's and, been and, lovely. And especially with, like, uh, the all-day IPA, that's just such a solid, solid, drinkable, crushable. All day. Right? Right? Yeah, that's what they should name it. No, but it's just, it's just and, and in cans, it's just, God, it's easy to carry. You can have like six or seven. Yeah. And exactly. it's easier to get or rid of. Or all 15. 
415, no, but, but in your little cooler. <laughs> it was yeah. a... And I, I was just so anxious to, to tag it. I'm like, give me give me the damn mic is uh, tailgating. Yeah. Uh, we it's love a thing to tailgate. Here. Oh, it's, it's a thing here. Oh, my goodness. I haven't tailgated yet. For me, it's the only yet. thing. No, because we'll go May 20th. You should... Is it the... That's, why did I say 20th? May 14th is a Saturday, and I'm... It's going to be a huge, uh, really, Where a at? huge uh, tailgate. Do you yeah, know what uh, time? Beer, do you know? Are you familiar with beer tasting, Casey? No. That is the biggest uh, Facebook uh, group of craft beer that I know. Oh, of. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. I'm a so, part of that, of course. Yeah. So right. they. I was will, thinking like a festival called that. Sorry. No, no. Yeah, it's just a. They're all dorks. Sorry, BT Casey. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, Charles and Emery. Yeah. They. They started off a, a group on Facebook, and um, this is the second annual tailgate that they'll have, and so nice. there'll be a ton of craft beer people, and uh, I think it's a good opportunity to meet a lot of the local people in in the craft beer community. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And everybody brings their, and it's 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 amazing to see you see all these bottles of, of beer that people are like coveting and want, and they're just <laughs> sitting there because there's. 30 bottles of stuff that people want and I remember seeing like there was um, so like uh, the Boulevard um, what's the God damn it the the Brett one yeah the Saison Brett 2014 Brett. just oh like my gosh. So sitting good. there even, and this was last year so 20 it was 2015 and 2014 Brett's just sitting there because there's like 40 bottles bomber bottles of beer that people are just there's just so many things to choose from, and it's unbelievable. And everyone is is so nice. Which and there was a guy that had um, arrogant bastard, like two thousand wow. two thousand five to the present, except like two thousand eight was missing. Mm. No way. Yes. What? Yes. yes. Little pores, but but that's what I mean. Is what? it's yes. It's an it's it's an awesome event, and it's just fun. Nice. It is. It, it really, really is. is. It's a it's a great group, and you know, and founders is on the you know when when KBS came out on that Tuesday, all you saw on mm-hmm. on it was pictures of everyone with their KBS halls. Absolutely, there was a fella named Craig who actually I shared his picture with founders. He put like a stack of pancakes next to a KBS bottle. It was like breakfast of champions. You're like of course that is. It was amazing. It was so great. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's why I'm happy to see uh, the cans. It's it's easier to take with you on a tailgate, and we're I'm all mm-hmm. about the tailgating. In fact, I love baseball, and I like watching baseball, but I won't go into the game until like the fourth inning. <laughs> really? Yeah. I you know because really? I'd rather watch it at okay. home if I'm watching the game, but when I go to the park, Kaufman. I'm just all about the tailgate, you know, listening to music. I'm like barbecuing, uh, drinking beers, playing games. Uh, When we went to the BTKC, it took him literally, I had to like force him in the middle of the third inning. I had to force him to go into the game. We just got our beer. I'm real excited. I'm taking a picture. So that there's no dead air, I'll, I'll hold the mic for, for Corey. they got some really awesome uh, pours. And, you know, even to go along with, like, my bias, I was looking for the, Thank you. For the um, 
the sales rep for found. I go, I bet you they have the founders uh, sales rep somewhere in here. So we actually tweeted you and, <laughs> and tagged you on the tweet when we found out who it was. But I was looking for a dude at first. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> surprise. No, and I go, I tell him it's Ashley. As I go, I didn't see him. I'm like, uh, Ashley is a girl's name. Hey, no, it's unisex. I think. There's, I've no, met a Corey's few. I've unisex. met a few. <laughs> boy Ashleys? Are there boy Ashleys? Yeah. Oh, Corey's yeah. unisex just period in general. Not not even the name. Just not. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Oh, thanks for creeping me out, though. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. How much more weird can we make it in, uh, uh, you know, we won't take, I know, if, you, if you got, at any point, you know, we've got, we it's the KC Social Hour, so we'll, we talk for an hour, but uh, if you I'm got a salesman, I just I can talk all day. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah, if at any point you get bored or, or super creeped out, which you already did, but you know you're not super level yet, right? We just scratched the I surface. I got a beer in hand; <laughs> it'll ease the pain. So, for sure, if you don't get to make it, you're obviously invited to. The, I think it would be great. People after this too, uh, when we uh, post it, you know, I think you'll probably. Um, more people are going to know where you are here in the Kansas City area. You just got yeah. here. Yeah. And then um, also, um, if you don't get to make it out, I think it's, you know, totally, you know, I can't wait for you to experience that because, you know, one of the things is that, and people wrestle with the idea, I think Corey's on the side of having the stadium closer to downtown, similar to what they have in St. Louis, because it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I, I may hate St. Louis because I'm, I'm a New York Ooh. Mets fan. Okay, but, now I get it. But the stadium downtown, like when the Mets played St. Louis in the playoffs in 2004 or six, I don't know, maybe 2005 or six. Yeah, the Cardinals I think, won. I think it was five, but five but that's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful beautiful stadium. I, I wish I could say that it's a shitty stadium, but <laughs> it's a beautiful stadium and they have awesome fans and it's just. But God, it, it hurts me when when I go there and the Mets lose and break my you heart, know, like they did against the Royals this year. But I I get it, and it's similar to the K in a lot of ways. There's not a bad seat in the house there. Yeah, it's 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 not. And I actually I got a little bit nostalgic because I went to a couple of games um, at Royal Stadium. I actually went to more games at Royal Stadium last year than I went to at Bush Stadium, and the. Yes, yeah, yeah. I've gone. I've gone. I haven't been tailgating, but I've I've been to Kaufman. So you um, just go and immediately just go in. Um, why did why? Um, and I'm, gonna I'm just. I'm, just I wasn't Why used have you not it. tailgated, Ashley? I showed up. What's wrong with you? I showed up maybe 30 minutes prior to the game. How I see all the music you? in the oh, parking no. line. It looks fantastic. Um, but you know, I'm there to watch baseball. Yeah. You know, I like I like the sport. She's she's from St. Louis. Just like I said. Say what you want about St. Louis people. They love their baseball, and they're real baseball fans, not... We we grew up get, playing the sport. Don't, don't, don't get upset, Casey, no. but uh, the bandwagon <laughs> got really full after 2014. It was... Uh, I've been to Kaufman in September in 2010, and nobody was there. Yeah, September's a stretch for... If I was here, I would have been there. Well, yeah, and then you... Corey, you no. mentioned... St. Louis. No. Corey, you mentioned September. If... if uh, uh, you're going in to October, and you're not going to be there in October. It's obvious there's going to be a drop off in September. But I will say that. Um, so I'm now, now I feel like I got to defend the Kansas City people. Don't I, worry, I'm, I'm going to defend you and say that for that stretch, 
for there to even be Royals fans in existence after the stretch that the Royals had for so long, they had some pretty diehard fans, similar to the Chiefs fan base. The Chiefs fan base has been tortured for the good part of 20 years, and they're still there. They're still, Tell me about it. So uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go where Corey went and said the real baseball fan stuff. Uh, no, not at all. And you guys, honestly, uh, that's why I got nostalgic is because the – the vibe and the electricity that was at Kauffman Stadium was exactly how it was at Cardinal Stadium. And so it made me feel special. Um, you know, I necessarily didn't grow up as a baseball fan. I grew up as a hockey fan. And, oh, you're uh, Corey so was I know, a I know. We're getting, ready to, we're getting ready to hear it. I, I decided to open this can of worms. I'm excited for it. But, <laughs> no, so it's the, same, it's the same thing is that right now, especially our team, and I'm a huge Blues fan, but our team. 2-1. God darn. No, they won. <laughs> they, yes, we whooped Blackhawks' ass. That is the most important thing ever. I, I hate the Blackhawks. Everybody a, does. I'm Who a, doesn't? Okay, but I'm an Islanders fan, so. <laughs> it's the first time I'm, I've I'm ever gonna, heard that. Yeah, she, it's the, first the, time the look I've that she gave that. me is awesome. But wait, because I'm going to have to explain now. I'm, Corey is a San Antonio Spurs fan. He is a New York Mets fan. Yeah. New York Highlanders fan, and a Texas Longhorn fan. He's just all over the place. And uh, and a Redskins fan. What? Okay, I, I, I was I was it's born. It's fine. It's I fine. was I was born in Puerto Rico. I'm originally from Puerto Rico, okay. born and raised. So, my dad was a, is from New York. So in Puerto Rico, baseball we had three stations. We had WOR that had the new, the Mets. We had the TBS, WTBS that had the Braves, and WGN that had the the Cubs. So, <laughs> since my dad was from New York, I became a Mets fan. I finished high school. He really I is. Know, he's he's hyperventilating over here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, it, it's, it's, he's definitely more excited about this than he is about beer. <laughs> so, um, I... I, I I lived in San Antonio, so that's how I became a Spurs fan because I really didn't have an NBA team. I accept I, it. When I was younger, I hated the Dallas. When I was like, and when I mean younger, I was like six or seven. I hated the Dallas Cowboys. And the year the Redskins won the Super Bowl, they played the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> Fuck you, Ruin. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, I, I, people are going to be subjugated to this, whether they want to or not. And they gave Danny White a concussion, and I became a Washington Redskins fan. And then I, I went to the University of Texas, so that's why I'm a Longhorns fan. So okay. I, there's a reason for my and that there's a reason for my fandom, and and I will defend it. I appreciate and that. I don't have one. Ah, that was a good answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually I became I became a bandwagon fan to a certain college um, for my junior and senior year of high school. And the only reason I did that was to infuriate my coach because they were a hardcore Mizzou fan. So, so you're a KU? No, we didn't have that rivalry. Illinois? No, we didn't have that rivalry when I was in high school. We had a different rivalry. For Mizzou? Uh-huh. It was a big one. I'm not going to say yes or say no to anything, but it was not anything that is directly I, I was coming saying? into my life. Mm-mm. Why won't you say? I'm intrigued now. I want you to guess. Now I'm intrigued to see if you can. With Mizzou. It's, uh, 2007. 2007 Mizzou, Nebraska? 
were so... Come on. You got this. So I became a really big fan for two years, but then I haven't followed them since. That's the most of my college fandom have gone. I will give you a hint. Three years later, the quarterback for this football team became the Rams quarterback. Oklahoma? See, the whole time, the whole time he knew it. He knew it. Okay, turn it off. We're not talking. (laughs) We're going to delete that. It was only two years. I was a bandwagon. I did it solely to uh, to make some people angry. And for me, uh, doesn't bother me one bit. But with Corey being a Texas fan, he's uh, <laughs> he's a little bit weirded out now. Yeah, he I'm is. Offended. He hates me now. I'm, no, I don't. I'm offended. <laughs> he threw the beer on the ground, guys. No, no, it became I'm intense. No, he would no, never do I'd that. Throw your beer on the ground, <laughs> not my beer. <laughs> no, but what I want, but you, you, what people don't realize is. St. Louis is a fucking crazy hockey town. We are. We're huge. We, I know. The Blues mean a lot to us. They mean a people heck don't of realize a lot it. to us. And, and, and something yeah, that people people from Kansas City don't realize is hockey is probably the most exciting sport to watch live. Oh, my gosh. By, by 20 times. And, and I had training in St. Louis like five or six years ago, and I made my friend go to a hockey game. And I was... I was running 102 fever, and I still went to the mm-hmm. game because it's hockey. And you just see everybody. You don't realize everybody's wearing a jersey, and they From love like it. 20 years ago to present day, like, they wear stuff that's... And the uh, Blues just have such a tortured history. They do. It's, it's a bad history. It's uh, a bad history. My first game that I went to, it was awesome. It was a day game on a Monday. <laughs> of all things. Um, and we play the Ducks. And I don't know if you've ever got to experience anyone playing the Ducks anywhere besides <laughs> besides their home. Um, but people just, they mad crap talk them. And it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Because they're Ducks. Because they're, they're the Ducks, you know. Because <laughs> so, last night we recorded a podcast and we had the Islanders game on. They, the game went into overtime. We had the game on the whole time. Mm. And literally... We finished the podcast. The game was still in overtime. I'm like, I'm going to run to the bathroom. And as I'm coming out of the bathroom, it was like, yeah, New York just won. I'm like, God damn it. I have to rewind and watch it. And it was magical. It's, it's so just, amusing. Gosh. It was. You're a hockey fan. Yes. You guys were losing yesterday 2-1. to one. We were. So I know that when they tied it, you lost your shit. And then lost when they it. took the lead. Lost it. Lost it even more. Oh, my gosh. Dude, you don't know, man. It's a beautiful experience. Anyone that's listening, I urge you, even if you're not a hockey fan, just watching it live will change your perspective completely. It's It's like watching basketball live, to be honest. It's even better than basketball. It it holds its own, for sure. But basketball live is the same thing. It's the same energy. You get a little bit different as far as, like, rowdiness. But, I mean, if you're a fan of just... People giving shit and it being <laughs> it being something that's live and exciting. Because hockey, ho- I would is consider hockey fans are more like college sports fans. Absolutely, that they're they're married to their team and that's it. And there's that's no it? like they're not there because they're band. There's no such thing as bandwagon, except in Dallas. But that's because mm. everything in Dallas is bandwagon, and it's not a real hockey town. But <laughs> but hockey fans, they like they they live and breathe it, and they generally like actually hate people who are their rival yes. teams. <laughs> That's the only sport where it's okay to shout it's insults okay. at other players and oh, curse yeah. at them. Oh, yeah. 
And I am yeah. so excited to be here for that, by the way. Never experienced soccer before in my life, but the energy there looks amazing. I can't yeah, wait to go to a game. You need to get some Founders Taps out at uh, Children's Mercy Park. Maybe I should try. Maybe I should try. Founders could host a tailgate. There's, there's nothing against Founders hosting a tailgate. I'll just bring a crap ton of 15 packs with me. Hey, Corey, just, he, he, just ignore him when he drops ideas if they're not. No, I'm just kidding. Those are, yeah, they're good ideas. I wrote yeah. it down. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the ideas that you have um, for, you know, uh, or some of the things that you have on the agenda right now for while you're here in Kansas City? And, and what, do you, what do you guys got planned? Yeah, well, we have um, throughout this month especially all KBS events by fire. We participate in as many local festivals as we can. Um, so really you have to go to you go to all of those. I do, yeah. Okay. Um, representing Missouri and Kansas means that I have a lot of metropolitan towns and a lot of college towns, especially, and so just kind of you know gearing everything that I can possibly be involved in. Uh, right now, my agenda, especially in this area, with our launch of Lawrence. Um, you know, That's I want it. It is. It's amazing, right? And yeah. we just did that the 29th of March, and so it's very fresh. And our response has been so great, and we love the town already. But my personal goal is to make every town that I'm in feel like it's local. You know, because that's essentially what it should be. You know, beer drinkers are just—they're so welcoming to everybody. Yeah. And the only thing that you can do is just appreciate them and introduce them to everything. And I go out to all of our local breweries here, and um, especially Boulevard. I've been there a few times, and it's amazing. And just supporting each other mm-hmm. and being there for each other and tossing around ideas. Um, we're all in this together. So I'm excited to experience this town in that aspect because I've already done it with St. Louis. Cool. Right on. So, um for people following uh, Founders events, what's the best way for them to do? Is that on Facebook, Twitter? Or do you get, well, um, how do you do that? Yeah, there's a couple of great avenues. Our distributor um, is fantastic. It's Central States. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, what up, John? <laughs> Poteet. Poteet. He's my man. I love him. Yeah, he's um, awesome, man. He's a real Everybody loves him. He, they do. He's so eccentric. I love him. But anyway, so CS Bev, following any of those avenues, they will always be just your you're honestly your best avenue to get up up to the date release. Yeah, they do a great job at that, man. They're fantastic, man. They're it's so weird great. because uh, we have you know there's there's some distributors, there's other distributors, but for whatever reason, Central States has uh, utilized social media a lot more. Uh, reached out to people. Um, they've even put uh, you know connected us with uh, like we recently did a live podcast at uh, Tapcade, and they hooked us up with. Uh, Matt Moore from Martin City Brewing, and nice. they'll City. be real happy that we talked to you. So I bet you when we tweet out this uh, episode, they'll retweet it. Nice, because because uh, you were on there, not because I was on there. They never retweet it when it's just me and Corey. And, and, and at, at Martin City is where we where we had KBS and CBS last year. Absolutely, we sat at the bar. We were the first ones there, and. Everyone got a turn, and then we were able to get a second pour of the CBS, so we were really happy. Yeah, they're fantastic over there. Go Mounties. And Mr. Vacation, please bring it back. <laughs> What's that now? Mr. Vacation. It's fantastic. What's that one? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I saw that. What was that one? What was the, what was the flavors on that? You know, Corey? Mr. Vacation. Oh, I saw it had like the, did it have a flip-flop on the cover or a palm tree or something? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, or so CS Bev obviously is a great avenue, or our founders app. It's 
It's amazing. It's free in the App Store. Okay, cool. And it will geo-track you. So if I post an event, it will actually <laughs> it will actually ping you the event. Or oh, nice. if you're like, hey, I feel like this specific beer, you can search it, and it'll tell you everywhere around that carries our beer or that specific beer. Cool, so it's a right great on. resource. Yeah, it's that's free. awesome, man. <laughs> So, I, uh, you have any other questions for Ashley, bro? No, I'm, I'm going to download the Founders app now as we speak. Oh, free. Ashley, thank you for taking the time to oh, chat absolutely. with us and uh, really Thanks appreciate it. I'm sorry I deleted the first half of our conversation. Oh, or I didn't even delete it, I didn't even record it. <laughs> record it, dumbass. Does not exist. See, this. But, but at least you got to record my my sports uh, fandom history yeah. and, and <laughs> hockey talk, which everybody loves. Oh, yeah. That's what editing's for, for me to delete Corey's uh, heavy breathing on his early childhood. Uh, and I was seven years old, and he got a concussion, so I, I never fully recovered from that moment. Oh. Goodness gracious, bro. Oh, uh, excuse me. He was eight. See, bro, any story where you go back to your eight, no, you can't do that, bro. That's just too far back, man. Aww. Yeah, no, Brother nobody's going to, when you go and start a conversation with a new person, you're like, okay, I was eight. <laughs> no, no, that never works what? out that right. That never happens to you? <laughs> what? That's strange. So is there anything um, else that you uh, that we left out or that you wanted to say about um, either Kansas City founders or any yeah. of that? I mean, just in general, we we love to think this town supporting us and making us feel like home. And, you know, we, we're we thankful for everybody who drinks our beer and you guys for coming out and supporting this event. And, yeah, we hope to see you soon. We'll be almost everywhere we do releases. And so keep an eye out for us. And we just turned into a pumpkin. Say goodbye, Corey. <laughs> goodbye, Corey.